I totally forgot. You ever do that thing where you're just like, you're about to say something, but like right there it slips and you forget completely. That's what just happened to me right now. That's just going to be the soundbite. <laughs> <laughs> hey everyone, welcome back to 2M Creative Labs, the podcast. This podcast is for those looking to learn, be inspired, and find wisdom in others' story and process as they execute on their passions. This episode, we chat with a very creative graphic designer who is also Pachakacha Winnipeg's organizer, Justin Ladia talk about what Pachakacha is and how he got his start, how to make your city a more creative space, and handling personal branding. Super fun, lots of great rambling, as well as insights on how to deal with the various challenges of being a creative. Enjoy! Exactly. See, I didn't know you were a graphic designer coming into this. Oh, really? Because I've always just known you as the Pachakacha. Yeah, well, that's good, because like right? people don't sometimes know that part also. Mm-hmm. Like, there's different sides. But yeah, yeah okay. Yeah. Interesting. So we could really sit down here and talk about Toronto Raptors, but... <laughs> first, I'd be like, yay! Yeah, exactly. Like, first, I have no idea. Yeah, me neither. Right, and so let's get started. Um, okay. Thanks for doing this. Really appreciate it. Um, yeah. And to get this started, just, you know, let us know who you are and uh, what you do. Oh, we're on right now. Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Personality right. on. Personality. Uh, <laughs> I love it. See, I love it. Like the stage, the stage personality. Yeah, yeah. That, that, that has to happen sometimes. So uh, my name is Justin Ladia. I am the, well, I am a graphic designer at Tetra Design. I am also the organizer of a quarterly uh, speaker series called Pachakcha Night, which is a, uh, a really a, a, an intimate, a small, a fun and casual event where people get to talk about whatever they want. Uh, using the Pachakcha format. I'm also a uh, I'm also involved with Icon, which is the anime convention in the city. Uh, and on occasion, I uh, do illustrations for the Uniter as a volunteer. And sometimes I write puzzles for fun. <laughs> what? I know. There's I just get bored really easily. Yeah. I feel like that's a normal thing, and that's where the creativity part of it. Yeah. So it's like you're looking for something mm-hmm. to keep you. Yeah, hooked on something. exactly. And I don't have a lot of uh, responsibilities outside of work that uh, re- I really need to keep up with. Yeah. Uh, so I need that sort mm-hmm. of stimulation from other things, um, which is why I do so much. Yeah. 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 That's interesting. I've so again, I'll be honest, like mm-hmm. I've only ever seen you as the Pachakacha speaker, mm-hmm. like one of the headlines, everything and throws all the comedic uh, relief at the start. And, uh, <laughs> it's the good. Yeah. I'm good that someone finds it funny. And, then, uh, yeah. Yeah. and the one that, you know, has the mm-hmm. really nice, like a tie, like all, yeah, yeah. Like, all the time. Okay, good. All the I'm time. glad. Yeah. yeah, sometimes you gotta show up for it. And when you show up for it, you gotta show up for it. Absolutely. Because yeah. like if you're representing uh, that a sort of an initiative just like Pachakcha, then you sort of have to be, um, you have to have people know who you are as yeah. an individual and be recognizable as a representative of that mm-hmm. sort of initiative. But also, uh, it allows people to um, sort of get familiar with with your approach and who you are. Uh, and yeah, that's why I always strive to look like that. And like the next one is is going to be even more out there. But you know, I love it. Yeah, like we're just going to make it like a beauty pageant every. Every oh my gosh, yeah. No, right? every day is a beauty patch. Right? <laughs> 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 this is a down the street and be like, yes, I know who I am. I love it. I love <laughs> yeah. it. Yeah. Oh, man. So yeah. how did you get started into Pachakcha? So I don't know the history mm. of Winnipeg's scene. Right. It, because I've really just gone into it like in the past year. Yeah. I was told like, hey, Winnipeg's doing this thing. Actually, I've been, I've heard about it like two years ago. Mm-hmm. I've been very intimidated to just walk in. I was very oh, really? much like full software developer mode. Like I had oh, no yeah, interest yeah, yeah. in the creative scene, but okay. clearly it was there because I heard about it mm-hmm. and I was like, that's interesting. I have no connections. I 
mm. super out of place. Mm-hmm. But I took a leap like a year ago, and I, I just fell in love with the oh, whole yeah? idea. Yeah. Oh, good. Uh, well, uh, I got involved because I saw, and when this is a long time ago, the, the during the fifth volume, uh, one of my friends from school and I, I uh, it was a sort of a classmate from um, the environmental design program, which is under the Faculty of Architecture. And that's sort of my background educationally. Um, but yeah, so she decided to do one and I was like, oh yeah, I can do that probably. But it took me a while to actually uh, to get the courage to actually do that. Right. So I did my very first Pachakcha. I, I started as a speaker uh, and I start, I did that, I think, for the, oh my gosh, which volume was it? It's 23rd, I think, 23rd right. volume. It's like five years ago. Uh-huh. Uh, and then I got hooked on the feeling of speaking publicly, like public speaking. You uh, tell, like, you love this stuff. Oh, now I do. Like, that, it used to terrify me. And I think that, like, one of the things on the side, like, one of the things that is really interesting is that once you sort of get familiar with the feeling of speaking in front of people, it becomes sort of second nature after a while and you get familiar with the nervousness that comes with it, you still get nervous, like even if you mm-hmm. do it so many times. But at least now you know how to handle that sort of nervousness. Anyway, anyway, the uh, the thing with that is that like, I spoke a second time because I loved the idea so much or I loved the, the feeling of it. Um, and then right after my the second time I spoke, uh, the guy who was running it and on the mean, in the mean time, I should say, uh, said that uh, well they were they were advertising uh, volunteers for help uh, to ask for help right. organizing the event but I didn't know what they actually wanted was someone to take over the entire thing <laughs> so I'm like yeah let's let's talk uh, let's talk about how I can help and I met up with him it's like oh uh, we need you to organize it I'm like I guess okay yeah. so uh, for the last year and a half I've been organizing it and it's been a really rewarding experience I think yeah that's awesome yeah mm-hmm. so you really started a speaker what was what mm-hmm. did you speak about the first time I spoke uh, and I don't think this is up on the website because uh, it was a it was an older time it was an older time and they sort of fell off doing the recordings and putting them up on the website at that period of time yeah the first time I talked about because I'm a huge nerd I talked about uh, board games and designing board games, uh, particularly how you can apply the concept of board game design into telling a story mm-hmm. of your own sort of narrative. So I just, I mean, one of the things about design school is that it's really weird. So I decided to make, it's it's so strange. Like in, in, in the fact of architecture, it's like, one of, one of the things I talked about there was like, uh, oh, it was, uh, I had, I dressed up as a giant lamp. I decided to like make a giant thing of, or uh, a giant origami thing, which didn't work. And those are stories for another time. But essentially <laughs> the, the sort of strangeness of that experience is something I decided to turn into conceptually into a board game. And I presented mm. that apparently it was hilarious. I didn't know I was like being funny and I was just like, oh, people are laughing. <laughs> I'm pretty <laughs> serious. <laughs> yeah, no, I did, I did purposely inject humor, but I didn't think it would be received that well necessarily. Because right. like, you know, sometimes you just tell a joke in person and you're just, and they're just like, oh, <laughs> politely. <laughs> yeah. But this time it was just like, oh, everyone was like mm-hmm. responding to it. So I did that and that was the first one. The other one I did on unfinished projects because as creative people you have these uh these ideas for projects and you try to execute them and then they sort yeah. of fall off the wagon because you're just like i'm tired i'm bored yeah. you know mm-hmm. that sort of stuff so it, it was mostly that uh but it was really about a 365 day project that i did uh on instagram 
uh, that sort of proves that I can actually finish a personal project. Yeah. Um, so like posting and, yeah. every day, like creating yeah. something every day, that's yeah. so difficult. Oh, it is. Yeah. Uh, I don't know how I did it. Did honestly. you ever fall behind? No, I no. did one a day every day, but it was a simple project. Okay. Like that was part of the, the reason why I was able to finish it is because I was just like, uh, it was about, uh, the weird holidays that people, people don't celebrate the ones that are like national donut day. It's like, Oh wow. It's national donut. So I drew an, I drew an icon for each day and oh, because there's one cool. every day in, yeah. a, in a year. And I'm just like, let's try and see what happens. I mean, in terms of its reach and everything, it wasn't necessarily the most successful, but for me, it was just about, uh, trying to sustain a project for an entire year. Yeah. And so I managed to do that. And then that's amazing. Yeah. I mean, it's, yeah, well, thank you. I mean, I think so. Like, yeah. I've always looked up to those that actually do the whole, even like Inktober. Like, I've, I've, oh my gosh, like I've yeah. seen those people, like, the stuff they come up with on one day. And I was like, wait a second, you gotta do that tomorrow. Yeah. And then, yeah. like, for the rest of the week and then the week after that. Mm -hmm. And then to do something for a day, of course, like, I can't, it, I, even, I can't even fathom, like, posting, like, every day. I do, like, on that too. I mean, right. We do our best, but. Right. To, to make something fresh or new yeah. or like really push yourself each day, it's, yeah. it's difficult. It is very and difficult. And to do it for a year, yes. it's a, I think it's a huge feat. Oh, yeah. Well, it, it does. I mean, you have to sort of know what your limitations are because mm -hmm. then there's the, uh, the possibility of uh, experiencing burnout, which is a huge thing. Mm -hmm. um, and once you get to that point of, of like feeling burnt out, like it's, it, it really is time to stop at that point, yeah. regardless of what your goal is and like whether you want to post every day or not, because your work's going to suffer for it. You, I mean, mm -hmm. your mental health's going to suffer for it. Yeah. Um, but if you can, and if you, there's that, that whole balance of being like burnt out, but like pushing yourself to be better and whatever, and like trying to figure out like how you can do both or yeah. how you can do one without burnt getting out. burnt out at the end. Um, but yeah, so it's 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 really just a, a challenge of like trying to figure yourself out and trying to listen to your body and your your spirit and your mind yeah. and trying to figure out how to best deal with that sort of situation. Mm -hmm. It's super tough because I feel like, and maybe it's it, it depends on the person, but you always mm -hmm. want to be pushing or you always want to be trying to like push. Like maybe you could do one more or like one more. Or yeah, like, yeah. Like even just for, I don't know if it's a perfectionist thing to like, you could probably make it better mm -hmm. and then make it even more and then when do you stop you know oh yeah well like when you're doing a daily project it's mm. uh you sort of have to look at the what you're doing be like okay this is good uh i can improve on it but i don't have like the capacity right now to finish it um and i don't remember where i saw this but there is a, a an excerpt that i saw maybe on the internet saying where a professor was like uh if it's worth doing something doing it halfway is just fine as long as you're doing something with it and so that's right. sort of the mentality that i have sometimes like don't half-ass it yeah obviously don't half-ass it but like get to, to a point as long as you have done something it it helps you along the way regardless so like the perfectionist thing is it can be a little if you're not careful it can be toxic mm -hmm. uh because it's like you're never going to get it completely perfect and that's something that i learned through school and through like freelancing after school and everything and through work it's like there are going to be like imperfections and you're going to have to to sort of deal with how to sort of quiet the voice in your head and be like oh my god maybe just shift it like one inch this way or whatever yeah uh because eventually you'll you'll find that 
those imperfections in your future work are, are going to be disappear or you're going to be able to deal with it in a way where it's like yeah i see that or whatever but mm-hmm. it's actually not bad yeah you know because like you're your worst your own worst critic and like what other people see are like oh it's great but what you see is different but for sure anyway that was a bit of a ramble <laughs> but, i love you it. know so okay. the idea is we yeah. got to get our we got to get each other rambling and exactly see where yeah. we go but mm-hmm. like one of the things that stopped me from or stopping me from doing anything like daily with my personal like mm-hmm. I'm saying like one is for sure like the sheer volume of stuff that I have to be making. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm sure I could get out every day and take a f- picture. You could, yeah. sure, right? Mm-hmm. Like I'm confident I could do a weekly thing mm-hmm. easily. Mm-hmm. Sometimes there's just that like I don't know if this is good enough to put out there, you know? And okay. like I've taken I this see. whole like approach of you know seventy five. Get it to seventy five percent, like right. where I want it to be, because mm-hmm. the the rest of the way will take me forever, and I end up not making anything. Like to me, that's the thing that's what it's worse to not make anything than it is to actually put something out there that you may not be one hundred percent satisfied with. Yeah, because then, like one of the things that I've discovered. I mean, I'm thirty now, so like I, I look back and I'm like looking at my old work that was like from ten or five years ago, even. And I'm like, actually, because like I know how I felt when I put those things out. Right. But then I look at it again, maybe a year or f- two or five years later, and I'm like, actually, that wasn't bad. It, yeah. it it was like a part of my sort of style then. But then, but you appreciate it after the longer you go, mm-hmm. you step away from it. And I think one of the things that we need to realize as creative people is that sometimes you have to step away from something and like trying to form something that's like not working for you at that time is like can be a little bit unhealthy uh, if so taking small breaks even mm-hmm. is fine um so if you're trying to do something like a daily project like and if you have that sort of uh what's the word i'm looking for that that sort of uh condition that you're setting up for yourself maybe allow yourself like one or two like bad days yeah. e- and like be like, yeah, this isn't my best, but it's out there. You know what I mean? For sure. Yeah. Not all of it has to be perfect. And like, I know for sure that the stuff I've posted on my own, like, like art Instagram or whatever, crap sometimes. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, oh, I hate this. But I post it anyway. Yeah. Um, because like, there's something there. Like right. I must, I learned a technique or like I do something or whatever. Someone's going to appreciate it. Mm-hmm. The ones that I thought are my best ones don't get, sometimes don't get appreciated as much as the ones that I thought were crap. Yeah. And the ones that like didn't like us much or like people's like, oh, wow, it's great or whatever. Mm-hmm. So it's weird know. that way. It's you so know? Weird. like you can't really yeah. tell what what's going to pop. Exactly. Right. So like that, that's why you have to create like more opportunities for people to sort of get to know you. And like even the ones you don't like or the, the work you don't like, as long as it's representative, still representative of who you are as a, mm-hmm. as a creative or an artist or a designer or whatever. Um, yeah. Put it up there because like someone's going to like it. You might not like it right now, right? But then you can look back and be like, "That wasn't bad." Yeah, absolutely, yeah. Mm-hmm. And yeah, I totally agree. It's like, yeah, like just put yourself, put yeah. your stuff out there, you know. And yeah. like, you never know, like who's gonna like it. You might not be into exactly, it, but yeah. be proud of the fact that you actually created something and like even to share something. Oh, like of that. course. Yeah. yeah, I mean that's sharing your work is like a huge thing mm-hmm. uh, for creatives. Like we have social media and and and, and that and all that. Uh, but you have to sort of use it wisely if you want to 
sort of get your work out there. Mm-hmm. Uh, and like creating opportunities for yourself is like a, a huge thing. And like speaking at things like Pachakcha, so you know, we got back there. I love it. <laughs> I love it back. It's perfect. Yeah, yeah. Uh, so uh, taking uh, the opportunities like that are available out there, like Pachakcha and stuff like that, mm-hmm. um, is really important because like one of the things that one of our old speakers or our former speakers, as you say, Rain Hamilton said, is that uh, security and luck, those things are myths, really. So uh, luck is really like one of those things where, uh, you know how like sometimes you look at someone like how did they get so successful and, and whatever, but that's, uh, it's probably due to the fact that they like put themselves out there so in, in every possible way yeah. that there's that one opportunity out of all that sort of gives them their break but you have to go out there and like make create those opportunities for that to happen Absolutely. it's like going to a raffle but only putting yeah. one ticket in the box you know what i mean oh, you gotta sure. have to put more tickets in the box yeah in order to win something right yeah so that's really it and that's why i sort of do things like pachakcha so i can help uh sort of give platforms and, and create opportunities for people in the city who are creative yeah. in, in that way yeah has there anything that's been particularly like stood out to you in terms of like creating that opportunity for somebody? Oh yeah. yeah. Um, most recently today, the, as we were recording this today, uh, today was TEDx Winnipeg, right? Oh my God. I totally forgot. <laughs> went over that's okay. There's, we, we just like became friends, like TEDx and Pachakcha. That's so awesome. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. I mean, that's again, one of the things about creating your opportunities. Like, you know what, this is a small city. There's going to be a limited pool of people that would want to talk at things like this. Mm-hmm. So let's be friends and like whatever. So we're sort of in a in a speakers alliance of Perfect. sorts. So we're just like, yeah. you know, we're friends. But anyway, the the reason why I bring up Ted is because um, one of our speakers uh, and one of my my friends, Alice RL, who's an uh, indigenous transgendered artist, uh, they. Um, they spoke at Pachakcha twice mm-hmm. and uh, I gave them the opportunity to speak a second time, uh, maybe about, I think it was last year. It would have been last year. I think I remember this. I think I remember. Yeah. yeah. I think, I don't know if Ali was, no, Ali wasn't at the same volume. No, it was, it was, yeah, I think I do remember. Right. That, yeah. Yeah. So, uh, around that time also we have, uh, we have, uh, we got Steven, Sim and Katie Curtis to MC the, uh, each of the volumes. Um, and they are also the MCs for uh, TEDx. So uh, I believe what happened was uh, Stephen and Katie saw how Alice uh, presented themselves on stage, asked them to speak at TEDx and became a speaker eventually. So today was Alice's uh, TEDx talk and I watched it in the live stream and I'm, I, I was thinking that like it's, they did this on their own completely like they they wrote their talk they mm-hmm. uh did their thing they they successfully like got the audience to you know um get uh they educated the audience and whatever yeah but uh i was sitting there looking watching while working because like that's what we obviously, do that's yeah, what we do yeah. obviously uh, i was uh watching him and i was like sitting there i'm like i'm so proud because like i got i helped them get them there it wasn't any of i mean i got gave them the opportunity to yeah. uh get on stage. i didn't know that was going to happen when i right. asked them to speak at pachakcha but it happened mm-hmm. because of pachakcha yeah uh so yeah like that's one thing and like there are other speakers of course that uh there's one from the most recent one. Her uh, their name is uh, her name is Libby Jeffrey, and she managed mm-hmm. to 
uh, get in front of CBC Manitoba after. Amazing. I know. And I'm just like sitting there. I'm like, I feel like a proud parent. I was going to say, you know it must I mean? have been that for like, yeah. yeah and I, if, like, I, I have, I don't know what parenting is like. I don't have any children <laughs> of my own, but like, I'd imagine there's something similar there where it's just like, uh, like it, you don't, it's not you doing these things, you create but, the opportunity. but you create the opportunity for these people. And like you have, and you sort of have to sit back and watch them like grow and do their thing. And like mm-hmm. being involved in that process is like a huge honor, but it's like one of those like things where it's like nameless and you're in the background, you're just like watching, you know, like yeah, for ex- sure. you're an extra in their lives, but right. you like sort of help them get to get somewhere, you know? And so, yeah, that's sort of part of the reason why I organize these talks for other creatives in the city. Cause I've done it. Like Mm -hmm. I've spoken and I know what what it's done for me. Yeah. So seeing other people get there too, is like really rewarding. Yeah. That's Mm -hmm. awesome. Yeah. Yeah. Like always getting that feeling of like, you know, like being rewarded for what you're doing Mm -hmm. in in a way it's, it's Mm -hmm. nice. It is. But like the sad thing is like at the end of the night when everyone leaves and you're by yourself, you're just like, Oh, <laughs> like that's the, that's the weirdest thing about organizing uh, these things. So that yeah. people like take in whatever mm-hmm. they take in the opportunity. They, they, they watch the talks, people, they come up to you, they talk to you and then they leave. And then you're just like there and being, and, and hoping that, uh, something happened because of what you were doing. Mm-hmm. And that's like part of the, the challenge of it is keeping the faith yeah. that, uh, what you're doing is, um, Helping someone. Helping someone and working yeah, and, sure. and like supporting things. Uh, so yeah, it's sort of blind, like trying to figure it out and trying to be like, oh yeah, this is great. I'm doing great stuff. Yeah. But sometimes it gets difficult, obviously. For sure. No, absolutely. But yeah. What do you want to see in ter- like for Winnipeg in terms of like making it to an actual creative space? Right. Know? Well, um, the thing that I noticed about at least creative people in this city is that uh they tend to get really focused on their creative endeavors, which is great, but that runs the risk of people siloing themselves and like isolating themselves from like the greater community. Because like you can, you focus a lot on the, on developing your skill and your craft, which is fantastic, but there also needs to be some time dedicated to uh, communicating with other people outside of your sort of bubble, yeah. your creative bubble. And so um, one of the things I would like to see is people sort of getting out there and developing more things and, cre- and collaborating with other people that they normally wouldn't uh, collaborate with. Because I think some of the greatest things have arisen from multi, uh, what's the word I'm looking for? Multidisciplinary. Multi, yeah, that's right. Multidisciplinary sort of yeah. collaboration. And when I went to school, I went to school for environmental design, but I it, it really I was educated in interior design, I ended up being a graphic designer, mm-hmm. but I then were, ended up working in an architecture firm. Like that whole right. multidisciplinary thing is like part of my history, which is why I yeah. um, really advocate for it. Um, I love this. Oh, it's fun, isn't it? Yeah. Uh, so like this place. What's that? Thoughts on this place? Yeah. Design wise? This, this, like the exchange you mean? Like this, this building. Like this, this building? This, oh, this building's know, interior, great. Interior design. Like I've always wanted to live in the like exchange. Loft, yeah. And this, yeah. And then loft in particular, cause it's like, it's the urban center. And I mm. obviously feel like people need to invest more in the urban center. Uh, because it's like the Winnipeg spreads, right? It's sprawling. Yes. Um, it's a lot of edges. Exactly. And so like one of the things that would benefit, like the city would benefit from is if they invest more in the center, which is something you hear every time yeah. uh, from like 
uh, urban planners and like architects and whatever, mm-hmm. they, you should probably invest more in the center because that's where people will congregate. Um, and I'm hoping as a creative person that there in future, there's going to be more infrastructure for creative people. For sure. Uh, because that's part of the reason why people silo themselves. It's because there's no sort of congregation space for uh, mm-hmm. creative people. And so developing infrastructure for the arts and for design and for creative people in general is uh, it's really essential in, in keeping and making a uh, a city that is known for its art scene. Yeah. Right. So hoping and I'm hoping a future like things like that's part of the reason why I do Pachakcha is because it's, it is helping it develop is, yeah. infrastructure mm-hmm. for creative people. For sure. Uh, in some weird way or whatever. Oh, totally. Right. And the I want to get back into this uh, multidisciplinary oh, yeah. multidisciplinary thing yeah. because one of our f- main focuses is as much as we love photographers because it's mm-hmm. who we like mostly associate with. Mm-hmm. I've found a lot of value just listening to people like graphic designers, right. listening to filmmakers, mm-hmm. like dancers, musicians. There's something there that you tend to not really pick up on if you were just stuck in that bubble. Right, exactly. And like obviously the photography space is big, but even smaller as you've narrowed down to mm-hmm. just your own little circle. And I'm curious to see what that looks like in your mind in terms of like cross sections that's what we right. call it is like okay cross-sections. yeah no that's that's legit because yeah. um we always try to collaborate with like um Shuna did a shoot with a dancer mm-hmm. because you know like the way they move their bodies you can kind of see mm-hmm. it's very different from just like posing somebody as a model or um yeah like things like that you know right like right. What, what kind of i'm interested in what kind of cross-sectional like Right ways we can actually collaborate. Mm-hmm. Well, uh, before I designed or uh, before I got into designing for Tetro, um, I sort of explored certain different avenues for myself, at least. Like I'm, I'm taking a, a more personal perspective on this because that's how I know how to answer the question. Mm-hmm. Uh, but I sort of um, got into almost again because of the board game thing, designing board games that obviously didn't pan out, (laughs) but there's that. There was also, uh, I also tried to get into designing assets for video games that also sort of, I explored that, but didn't turn out, but that doesn't, that shouldn't really stop anyone from like trying to go outside their disciplines zone necessarily. Mm -hmm. Cause, um, uh, the thing about design and creativity, whatever it is you do, whatever genre it is, you sort of partake in, you need subject matter, right? And you can't, design design right you know what i mean you can't like fo- like you can photograph photography you can't photograph photography necessarily like you can't take the camera and turn it on itself you know mm-hmm. what i mean i mean you can if that's like, like a product thing, thing like right? yeah but yeah so like you need to yeah. sort of get out there and sort of like educate yourself on what what is out there because that's sort of where you're going to pull inspiration from for your future projects and so mm-hmm. um Say if you're like like I, I know there's a there's a there's a filmmaker who used to be a dancer uh, who used to live in the city and that's sort of how she, like that's her cross section is that she uh, does like videography for dance mm-hmm. and whatever so it's like a niche and so the thing like in traditional in a traditional sense when you're a graphic designer you have to collaborate with people mm-hmm. like photographers and writers and stuff like that so traditionally like you're going to get those cross actions when right. you when you work on projects for people um and so a lot of it really boils down to 
uh, if you want to do something multidisciplinary is, is, is sort of paying attention. Mm -hmm. So a lot of it is like listening to what's out there, seeing what people are doing and, and knowing that they, and, and not sort of, uh, allowing yourself to, uh, not continue the relationship after a project is finished. Cause they're, uh, I get to like talk to photographers and, and writers and like, different kinds of people all the time, not just because of Pachakcha, but because of the, the job that I have. Right. Um, so in a more traditional aspect, you're sort of forced to be in that situation where you're collaborating mm -hmm. with other people. Uh, but again, th that's because it, they're all traditional sort of communication genre type jobs and whatever. Like the, the interesting things happen when you sort of work with people that you don't ne necessarily have the sort of training with or for or whatever right. so like there are some things like in the city that already exist that allow you to do that like the, the i talked about the, the video game design thing yeah uh there are things like game jams yeah. out there uh that are uh cheap enough to join like mm -hmm. and you get to collaborate with people that you don't normally uh get a chance to to do projects with like there's in game jams like there are software developers and like game developers and people who uh, are musicians and whatever, and they get together and like, they make something, it might yeah. not be a viable product, but it's something, you know what mm -hmm. I mean? But from my experience doing jams myself, I managed to, uh, get some, I managed to, to come across some really cool opportunities. And eventually mm -hmm. I ended up becoming really good friends with a group of them and I hang yeah, out with them. I'm hanging out nice. with them like two days from now to play board games with them. Uh, so yeah, no, it's, it's, um, I mean, I don't know what other sort of events are there that mm. sort of have the same yeah. uh, idea, but I'm sure they exist. Like New Media Manitoba, which is the association for people who do digital media and design and stuff like that, uh, constantly have like these events where they're like, there's this one thing I think they do called Hacking Health, where they get uh, medical professionals and like developers and like all the, and, and anyone really to come together and try to develop something that for the health space for the health field so like yeah, yeah i mean it's if if you look for the opportunities like that yeah, i can yeah. look at associations and stuff like that because mm -hmm. just go on twitter and like search for these kinds of events you'll find a way to like cross promote yourself and whatever uh and sort of get into a different mindset when you're doing these sorts mm -hmm. of like collaborative projects mm -hmm. absolutely no, I think I totally get it, right? Mm -hmm. Is you do have to kind of look for those opportunities. And again, getting out of that bubble mm -hmm. that you're comfortable in. And yeah. I think that's one of the toughest parts is to like go outside of what first like is the primary and realize yeah. like that there are other opportunities out there, you know? Exactly. Like, and I mean, uh, again, back, back to why I do Pachakta, but it, it, the, the reason why I do it is because I feel the need to do more than what I do on my nine to five. Mm -hmm. uh, designing and I need to do more than design. So like there also has to be that sort of same desire to reach out and, and want to do more. Yeah. Uh, I don't know necessarily for a reason, but mm -hmm. just for the, the fun of it, the hell of it is fun. It's, it's fine too, you know? Yeah. I don't know. I just like, if, if that's what you want to do, just go for it. But like, if you also want to like, just look, uh, put your nose to paper and like, uh, fully develop your craft and whatever, that's fine too. Just like, you know, just support. look up once in a while. Yeah. Yeah, <laughs> you know yeah. I mean? Support the community. Exactly. Well, right? Yeah. I mean, they're, they're there uh, and you're benefiting from that 
community, mm-hmm. regardless of the fact of whether you want to be in it or not, you're part of it. Yeah. Uh, so just being aware of the community and like what's happening there is is, is a fundamental part, I think, in being a uh, a what's the word I'm looking for now? It, a contributing member. That's the word, right of of the community. Yeah, yeah. for sure. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think that's one of the reasons why, like, the first time I went to Petrarca, like, I kind of just sat there and, like, listened. And I thought, well, first of all, it was super good. Mm-hmm. Um, always enjoy, like, hearing all these outside perspectives mm-hmm. and realizing, like, at some point I would love to kind of, like, find a way to, like, besides just showing up, like, you know, support yeah. this whole thing and, like, yeah, yeah. see it, like, pop because there's a tons of value from it. But also, like, even for me, um, the one where... Uh, Cal Bortesky was on. Oh yeah, was, yeah. I was just like, think about like in a way. I was thinking, I was like, I could get all of these people on my podcast you could, as well, yeah. right? And like, in a way that I'm getting something out of this, and like how, in how do I then give back for this thing? I think that's where my mind jumped to. Is like, right. You know, like if I'm finding my potential guests right here, mm-hmm. and they're speaking about something, like I can get them on, but like also how do I give back to this thing that literally gave me all all of these leads, right? Yeah, Yeah, I mean, part of the reason why it exists is so that people can take something from it. So Mm -hmm. like, um, I mean, we talked about Alice and and Libby and how they were able to go to TED and like go on CBC and whatever. Uh, Those two sort of organizations like came to this event to sort of, not, I don't want to say poach because that's not the right word, (laughs) but they did use that opportunity to get these people yeah. uh, to uh, participate in other things that are mm-hmm. sort of huge for them, right? So, like, if that's something that you want to do, and like, go there, find people that are uh, a potential guest for your podcast. Oh my god, by all means, do it. For like, sure, honestly, because that's why it exists. Because it's my one of my roles is to get these speakers to a place that they have never been to before i mean some of them don't need it obviously like yeah. cal doesn't like need, need more more publicity she's already like huge right but uh, that wasn't really the whole purpose right exactly right it's mm-hmm. just sort of a byproduct of what you guys are i think that's what's the most fascinating is the fact that you're doing it for the community becomes the byproduct of that is like that sort of yeah growth you're like, like acting as a catalyst for their growth so yeah. it's like that's one thing you have to remember as an organizer is that like if for me, if for, because I, I love attention, like <laughs> let's, let's, let's be real about this. I love attention, but you have to take a step back mm-hmm. when you're an organizer and be like, have them do the attention. That's why we're the flashy suits, you know, sometimes cause like I, I have my it, yeah. five minutes of attention right here, but you know, you, you, you have to sort of step back and be like, this is a great thing for this person. I'm proud to be part of their journey. So yeah i mean there's that um yeah so if you want to like poach for guests poach i use the word poach again yeah. if you want to grab we don't, guests, we don't own them we don't right i don't own them either i should know that yeah. uh but you know sometimes you just want you it's hope like, it's like a space to build connection exactly think, yeah you know? and again like that's the whole idea of the community building mm-hmm. is to connect people Right. Exactly. Yeah. And I think that's. I guess I'm just taking the taking prime advantage of of that fact. But I also, mean, I do yeah. feel like I I would love to give back in that way. Mm-hmm. And I I guess that kind of begs the question: is like, how then would one give back to this whole thing? Oh, to Pachaka you know, or just yeah, to like Pachaka or, or anything yeah. in general? Okay. You're, well, I mean, one of the reasons why. Uh, 
One of the problems that Winnipeg has, and I'm, this is this sounds like I'm not answering your question, but no, I'll get. I know you will. <laughs> okay, good. Okay, uh, but one of the things that uh, the, one of the problems Winnipeg has is that it has a tendency to um, focus on the people that have already made it. You know what I mean? So. Uh, one of the things that people can do to sort of help out is realize that there are people up and coming that deserve like platforms like these. And so knowing like these, these people that, you know, need like a platform and just being like, this person is doing great work, but no one's talking about it. Yeah. Like bring those people forward and like nominating them even. It's just like mm -hmm. one of the things that would be amazing. Uh, I don't think I've had a nomination yet personally in the year and a half that I've been. I didn't know that was a thing. I didn't know. You like, could like just be like, yeah. this person is great. Actually, no, that's a lie. The volunteers have nominated people. Right. People who are actually part of, of the committee yeah. uh, have been able to be like, talk to this person. They're doing great work. Talk to this person or whatever. Yeah. But I haven't had like a, a member of the public come up and be like, you should talk to this person and see what they're doing or whatever. Yeah. Uh, because part of the reason, part of the um, the thrill of the job is like putting, uh, putting people on. Yeah, putting people on, like keeping a pulse on what's happening in the city. Like you have to be aware constantly. Yeah. Uh, but you can't do that on your own. You have to have other people sort of give you like news and information on like who's doing what and whatever. Yeah. So like help it, like tell, just being like, hey, I think you should have this person talk, like just on Twitter or whatever, or mm -hmm. Instagram, just DM or whatever. Yeah. You're pretty, uh, you're pretty good at responding to that. Yeah. Right? Yeah. <laughs> I just respond to you in like how long? <laughs> yeah, Two minutes? Like literally, it's like, holy shit. Like, <laughs> yeah, I mean. I've so many places and it's like nobody, nobody. I don't, I don't understand that days, myself. Yeah. I'm just like, mm, I don't understand that. No, yeah. actually, you know, I'm not that great with that all the time. For sure. I mean, I. Like you get busy, that, right? I, yeah. 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 I should respond to that one guy, actually, now that I think about it. Anyway. That's uh, no, funny. <laughs> <laughs> I think about it. Thank you for reminding me. I need yeah. to get back to this guy. Mm -hmm. uh, but anyway, yes, um, that's one way people can support it. Like just coming out and watching the shows and filling the space. It's like it, it helps in, in, in a way where people are like, oh, my gosh, the space is filled. Like people love this thing. I should yeah. keep going back. You know, that sort Absolutely. of idea. Like we, we need to be able to make uh, things like this, like initiatives like this become more of an establishment. So it it becomes normalized. Mm -hmm. Like the, the these creative infrastructure things are normalized throughout the city. And the more of these things that pop up, the more we are able to Gross. build our identity as a creative city. You know mm -hmm. what I mean? And that's like one, one of the things I really want for the city is to be able to be good for creative people. Because like, again, our, one of our other problems is that people leave the city, right? Because yeah. they're like, there are better opportunities in like Toronto or Vancouver or whatever, or New for York, sure. whatever. Yeah. But like, there's so many, there's so much talent in the city that is not being fostered mm -hmm. and like things like Pachakcha and other initiatives like TED or whatever, uh, need to exist for, uh, to sort of keep them here, I yeah. guess, not like tie them down, but it's like, you know, give them, convince them more to, yeah, like, to stay. like stay yeah. that there is opportunity here that mm -hmm. is, you know, just as good mm -hmm. as other cities or yeah, like, right. make them feel, like make them feel like they're supported. Exactly. For sure. Exactly. It's like. Um, I mean, it's also the responsibility of the creative to be like, to sort of help support those, uh, those initiatives, mm -hmm. uh, because you can't complain about living in a city that's boring when you're not doing anything exciting. You know what I mean? Yeah. It's like someone's trying to do something here, but you're like complaining about it. You know, it's, it's best to be like, 
support them and see what's up. Yeah. So yeah, I've had the the at least Pachakcha has had the opportunity and like the, the blessing of many people to, and they help out a lot when they can. I don't ask them to like commit like 24 seven to this thing. Cause I know how busy people get, especially creative people. Cause they're like, Oh, I'm going to do a project in none of it or whatever. You know what yeah. I mean? So like, you know, just being like, Hey, how can I help out? Mm-hmm. You know, that's, that's one thing, which is what you're doing. Obviously yeah. be like, Hey, how can I help out? And I'm like, yeah, you want to talk about Pachakcha? And it's like, yeah, anyway. Yeah. No, no, that's exactly it. Like I would love like our entire audience to just like show up in the next one and just yeah. like, fill that space. Cause like, I don't know, like to me, it's fun. Like mm-hmm. I just love sitting there and like listening to these people yeah. like and talk. Mm-hmm. Um, I learn a lot. And to me, it just really refreshes this idea that like there's many ways to do creative and like, Oh yeah. Yeah. You know, and I, maybe I'm just taking a lot out of like other mm-hmm. people's ideas. I just love that kind of thing. Yeah. I mean, in the, <clears throat> the uh oh my god what was i gonna say i totally forgot you ever do that thing where you're just like you're about to say something but like right there it slips and you forget completely that's what just happened to me right now that's just gonna be the sound bite for <laughs> <laughs> that's gonna be the beginning of the video yeah, exactly like, yeah oh no oh uh, that's okay um what was i gonna say exactly what was what did you ask well it's because like the reason like I, we want to fill up that space mm-hmm. and like i'd love my audience oh, course, to like yeah. go in i it is that opportunity for me to see people outside of my own like creative mm-hmm. bubble right and like really take from that okay know? okay i'm back i know Perfect. i know exactly I love it. <laughs> what we're going to say um yeah i mean the thing about pachacha one of the things i say at the beginning of every show is that uh, when we ask for speakers we always ask people to consider maybe speaking at this thing mm-hmm. um and one of the things I say is that you can be creative or creative adjacent because the thing about things like this is like any sort of uh, initiative that you're involving yourself in is an act of creativity. So like if you're like one of the people I asked to speak as a lawyer and like they are not seen traditionally as being creative people, but the fact that they wrote an entire uh, script for 20 slides, which by the way, I don't think I explained what the format of Pachakcha well, is. We'll yet. have to get into this because I did want to ask, like, what, <laughs> yeah. because now that the audience is like- Yeah, they're like, like, what is this? You yeah. keep talking about this weird thing. Uh, okay, I'll explain it. So Pachakcha is a format, a presentation format that exists like, is is very is very short form. So each speaker at a Pachakcha night is given twenty slides in total, um, and each slide is only up for twenty seconds each. So in total, the talks are six minutes and forty seconds, which allows us to get many people uh, to speak at an event because it's so short. Mm-hmm. Um, this format was invented by an architecture firm uh, by the name of Klein Dytham Architecture. They are based in Tokyo which is why the name itself is in Japanese. So the name Pachakcha is uh, Japanese for the word chit chat. And chit chat, of course, is like a short, like burst of talking and whatever. So like it's, that's yeah. where it gets its name from. Um, it's in, I think right now there's a chapters in maybe 11 or 1200 cities across the world, that's around the world. Huge. I know. Yeah. And we're just one of them. Uh, but over the last year and a half or so, the Pachakcha site keeps featuring our speakers' talk on the website. No way. Yeah, there was, yesterday I just like watching and I was I was looking at the site, I'm like, oh, there's our talk. There's one of our talks up there on the front page. So yeah, no, it's, it's a global thing and we're like one of the many cities that do it, but like we, um, 
are happy to do it because I think it the city benefits from something like Absolutely. this. Absolutely. Uh, so why did I get into the, the lawyer? The lawyer thing, right? And so one of the things that I like doing is asking people that aren't necessarily seen as traditionally creative to do something like this because it pushes them creative creatively yeah. to develop like a talk. Because like again, any act, anything that you're doing that produces something is an act of creativity. So if you're creative adjacent, which basically means you're not traditionally seen as a creative person, but want to do something productive like that. Um, our, our creative adjacent people are, are people I like to have also, because you don't, again, siloing, bad thing, right? Is siloing is bad for the creative community and for designers and whatever, because it doesn't allow them to take inspiration from other places and taking inspiration from like the same place every single time doesn't diversify like or help you grow as a designer so yeah asking people like lawyers or like doctors so there was a oh, who was one of the other ones this was a long time ago a personal trainer that was one of the other people that's awesome i know right uh i mean they didn't make the most uh visually appealing of slides course. but they were dynamic individuals and they yeah. knew what they were talking about um anyway yeah so those kinds of people are are people we look for but across all the speakers is speakers is speakers uh, speakers whichever <laughs> I, I have no idea. english oh my gosh uh i mean whoever you are the one thing i ask for in all of our speakers is that they uh when they tell a story that it is first and foremost honest before it is wise so mm -hmm. when i send out like information packages to my speakers i'm like uh, whatever you do and how, whatever topic you want to talk about, make sure the very first thing that you do is, uh, or that it is, it's honest before it is yeah. wise. Cause like there are, there are times where just like, there are talks where you, where you can be just purely motivational, but it doesn't come from a personal place or from an honest place. It's just like, you can do it, go for your dreams. Uh, you, if you shoot for the moon, you'll land the stars or whatever. I don't care about that. Yeah. I don't, I mean, you can watch those videos on YouTube for motivational speakers wherever, but like things like honest stories where like one of the, my favorite talks, by the way, is like, uh, Ian Bawa who's a filmmaker. He talked about how he became a filmmaker because of the, Oh, I don't know if this is too personal, but because of a fat, like, uh, his, his mother died. I was there. You were there. I okay. There yeah. That, and that was yeah. one of my favorite talks because it was so yeah. honest. And like, I was motivated because of a, an honest story, mm -hmm. not because someone was like, you totally. can do you it. Can do it. Yeah. Cheer, like cheerleading is fine to a degree, to an extent, but I'm not going to pull anything from that. For sure. You know what I mean? And you don't really connect with the person. In, yeah right like yeah if it's just cheerleading exactly. from like where what place is it coming from versus like a personal stance right like experience and you can kind of i guess make it yeah like more even exactly yeah. and when i ask people to speak it's because i want to know them mm -hmm. not because i want them to cheer me on you yeah. know what i mean for sure um so yeah those are my favorite talks Wait, did I, did I answer your question? I don't we're know. We're just going to assume that we, might, we managed <laughs> yeah. to get somewhere. And we're going to cut another break. Okay, there. cool. Let's do that. <laughs> so tell me then, you know, what was the hardest thing that you had to overcome? Because that's something I feel is the most valuable. Mm -hmm. is you, like people relate through story. Mm -hmm. yeah. um, really, the hardest thing probably has to do with the sort of the, the obstacles that I put up for myself, 
right? Uh, to to be fair, like it the my life, if I inspect it from like a big picture sense, like it's not bad. Yeah. Um, I'm doing what I like to do and whatever. Mm-hmm. Uh, there's a lot that I should be, I'm thankful for, whatever. But there are times when you're trying to build something for yourself that it becomes difficult mentally to get to a place where you're like, I can do this, right? So I think the hardest thing I have to overcome is trying to silence my own like pessimism, right? Yeah. I, it doesn't sound like, it's it's not necessarily like, oh, I came from hardship or whatever. But really like it's, it's, it's something to address is that uh, what, your own voice is sort of holding you back sometimes and like mm-hmm. it can be destructive if sure. you don't sort of control it and like that's one of the things i mean the other thing too is <laughs> is like trying not to be like like all of my problems stem from me right yeah you know what i mean so uh a lot of it is trying to figure out like how to be less uh i don't know petty about things like because sometimes you're just like oh you did this no ma'am like like that sort of stuff right yeah um because like people have people need to realize that like myself included that there are uh conditions that happen to other people that make things difficult for you to sort of be involved in their life anyway mm-hmm. um other things probably like i don't know being poor <laughs> <laughs> like it's hard for me to 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 sort of pinpoint something that was really difficult to overcome because a lot again a lot of it is because i made moves that were incorrect right Right. Uh, because i thought at the time that was the way to do it but the thing to remember is that you i mean you can apologize to people that you've hurt but you shouldn't apologize for how you felt Mm -hmm. because there are there are times where you're like okay inspect the situation and you're like i felt this way because of this I'm not apologizing for that because I felt that way. And if my actions are sort of reflected in that and it, it did affect somebody in a negative way, that's something to like uh, apologize for, but don't ref- apologize for the way you feel. So like, that's something I learned, like, as I was trying, I was, as I was struggling through um, sort of social situations that weren't necessarily like handled particularly well. And like, I'm like, I guess that's part of the process of maturity. You just look at, what you've done, inspect it, realize what you shouldn't have done, and then move on from that. Yeah. And maybe in some way you're going to apologize for it or some it's going to like tied over, but like move on, like or whatever, and do stuff. Um like there are obviously connections that I've I've lost along the way because of of uh uh because maybe I didn't handle it properly or whatever and that that was particularly difficult at the time but now I'm just like you know what that was a part of my life that that I could have handled better but I'm okay with it now I'm moving on I'm doing the best I can I'm happy where I am now yeah so yeah I'm not going to specifically name one something obviously okay, okay. but uh it's but always yeah. funny when people jump on this cast and like start talking no, I'm gonna let's, <laughs> talk. let's talk some tea honey yeah. <laughs> <laughs> i'm not gonna spill the tea right now because like i need my tea girl i'm gonna yeah. just drink it but like we're our own worst enemies sometimes mm-hmm. you know yeah we sort of trip over our own feet sometimes because we didn't tie our shoelaces properly yeah right? it's weird it's it's mm-hmm. a, the human mind is fascinating like we know what we need to do yeah yeah and perspective wise it's just like 
you think that it's, it's it's graver than it actually is sometimes. Mm-hmm. And it's just like, I cannot believe he did this. And then someone from the outside is like, it's not that bad. You know, yeah. <laughs> you, let's, you need to like chill. Yeah. Of course, sometimes we really don't know what we mm-hmm. need to do. So. Mm-hmm. Oh, but that's why it's important to have a support system, like a, a really good support system that you can turn to and be like, okay, is this really whatever? Like, uh, again, that's the, the thing about siloing is that if you do that, you're not going to find the support from other people that gets you out of these situations or gives you the support to help you out of these sort of sticky things. Um, so yeah, building the community is important so that you find a support system if if you, for some reason, you just don't have that immediately around you. For sure. Right? Like find your like people. I'm not going to say like the T word because that's like, find your that because that's just offensive. <laughs> but like, you know. Fascinating. Find your community and, yeah. and like stick to it. That's yeah. awesome. No, that's really good. That's really good. Like, right? Yeah. Yeah. Right. Being poor. <laughs> Being poor. <laughs> Being poor very hard. Yeah. I mean, there's that. I mean, there's there's other struggles that obviously kind of come from being a queer person of color, right? Uh, mm-hmm. But like those things are just part of people's stories, and like, yeah. um, I didn't find that particularly difficult anyway, so that's why I didn't mention that's that. That's awesome. Yeah. Uh, that's good to hear, though. I mean, yeah. I mean, there's some things, of course, with like being intersectional with like being a person of color and then also being queer and like the the Venn diagram of what happens in between those. Yeah. Like I of course benefit from male privilege, but like um, it's still difficult sometimes like going into like places where it's like uh, it's all straight and then you're like the only queer person, but also is weird like going into an all white space and then being the only person of color. But then like there are times where you're like, in the middle where you're like it's full of queer people but yeah yeah anyway yeah. you know I what i mean i see i see yeah yeah, yeah. It's, it's just it's hard to feel because you're in the venn diagram and then yeah in the commonality of both and exactly and you're not like always yeah. like that's one thing that I, I i think about all the time it's like i'm always sticking out mm-hmm. in some way so yeah, i just lean into you're it you're just leaning into it yeah. i lean into it i'm just like okay i'm gonna be like hold on i have to wait is that on yeah, yeah it's on. i bought it's something totally on. recently no. And I brought it because I thought it was funny. Like, this might be get loud. Hold on. One oh, no way. I love it. Oh, <laughs> my God. I bought this and I was just like, you know, I'm going to buy it because I like yeah, this. That's so, amazing. So I, I showed my mom and she's like, ugh. But, you know, I'm just like, I You just lean it. into it. Yeah, lean into it. Just like, go for it. If someone likes it, then, you know, yeah. they like it. And you talk to them. Don't, like, just ignore the people that don't follow or understand like what mm-hmm. you're doing because like someone's going to understand it i think that's yeah. what i'm trying to push more in the creative space mm-hmm. is I, I get the whole like if you're using things like instagram for your business and like mm-hmm. you're marketing yourself that way like there's things that are trendier that things that are going to sell more but yeah. i also don't want people to lose sight of what makes them them yeah and i exactly. want to find ways in which like you know lean into what makes you you exactly and yeah. find a way to to support that mm-hmm. and you know make that sell yeah because like i've been fortunate that somebody would want me to shoot their wedding but they oh wanted it in my great. style and I'm oh like, yeah like this like moody dark kind of like, <laughs> really brooding thing. I was that's like, what like, i like that though like, that's, that's great. very strange that's a very specific request, but like right? but they ask you for you not it, for someone else and that's right? the best feeling in the world because then you don't have to break out of your own creative mm-hmm. thinking and you can just kind of focus on that and the i guess the lesson that i was hoping to like push for is like you know it is out there Mm -hmm. there's tons of opportunities for it it's just that it's the harder thing to do 
Yeah. And you either have to accept the fact that you're, you're going to want to stick to it or you're going to give up some sort of creative control. Or like, yeah, but it's, like it's a balance and yeah. you figure out what works for you. I mean, one of the things also about that is like, I think one of the questions you sent me and before I came here was how do you sort of brand yourself like sales mm-hmm. brand? Like that's the most difficult thing you can do because one, you have to know who you are and two, you have to accept that. Yeah. <laughs> like those two things are really hard things to do. Mm-hmm. Uh, if you keep like looking to other people to sort of be inspired by like ob- the thing when you like being inspired is great, but being, when you are inspired, know why that is exactly why you're inspired. Like that, that in terms of like self-branding, like the, the, my sort of own brand is sort of things, uh, is, is about sort of, um, wrote, uh, turning things on their head. Right. So I have a logo, which I'm wearing. Mm-hmm. I wear this every day. This is something that my friend made. Right. And this is a monogram. Like if you look at my. Yeah, it's your, it's your initials. It's my initials, JL, but like you turn it over, it's the same exact thing. That's cool. Right. And so um, it took me a while to get to this. And I'm, I've been using this monogram for like years. Right. Like before that, I had like this stamp thing, this other logo, which looked like butt, like a, not like a butt, but it looked yeah, yeah. terrible. Uh, it took me like years to get to that point, but that was because like, I didn't know what I'd like. I didn't know who I was as an individual or what Mm -hmm. my identity was as a designer. Um, so like branding yourself is, is difficult, but when you get there, people will search that out. Yeah. And so leaning into your own identity and just like accepting that you might not like the things that are necessarily trendy. Yeah. Uh, is really important. And it's, it's totally fine, right? Yeah, exactly. Sure. Like sometimes you just like nerdy comics and like not everyone likes that. So there's not a lot of people that like that comic-y style where it's like inky and yeah. like, and that's like why super when, bright. And that's why when like I saw Avery, right? Like Avery, Avery yeah, stuff, yeah. Like when uh, your guys' like posters turned more 8-bit, I was like, that's really cool. Like, right. And like it's completely shifted. And like, see, like that's what I'm saying. It's like there is a space for that. Mm-hmm. There is possibility to mm-hmm. work like that. Mm-hmm. You, just um, you don't have to give up. Yeah. You don't give up. You have to give that individuality. Yeah, yeah. Like and that. when we ask our poster designers to like put it, put something together, we accept whatever it is yeah. they give us because we're like, okay, they are part of this fabric that is Winnipeg's like creative scene, mm-hmm. and so this is one of the threads in that in that fabric, right? So uh, allowing that sort of to show yeah. through and come out is really important as an event organizer or someone doing some sort of creative initiative. Mm-hmm. Especially if you're collaborating with other people. For sure. Yeah. So then in uh, back in to continue on that train of thought. Mm-hmm. So then how would somebody like start figuring out what it is that make like, you know, what, what their brand is? What their know? brand? Okay. Um, I, 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 go, I always go to Serena. What does she say normally? Well, she always asks me, it's like, so just give me like some adjectives that you want to like present yourself as, you know, like, no, that's impossible. And like, and, and it's hard. Like, it's like, what, what, how would I describe my own style? It's like, you know, like this whole adventurous like thing, oh, yeah. but yeah. also like very, like a practically anti-establishment I find. Yeah. Yeah. And just like, I don't know, like I'm very explore, like I like exploring mm-hmm. things and it's, it's very difficult to like put it into adjectives, but I'm trying trying to figure right. that out. So, yeah, yeah, the difficult thing about self-branding is that people are multifaceted and you are trying to represent yourself as a person, right? Mm -hmm. Um, And people are sort of made up of different aspects. There's the physical side, there is, which is like the visual or like things that you can see right in front of you. There's like the emotional side, there's the mental side and whatever. Like, how do you represent each of those aspects that fully represents you as a person in like 
a little tiny logo. Right. Um, one of the things that people tend to do is overdo it in a single thing, right? Mm. Branding isn't just about a logo. Absolutely. Right? Like this is one thing, but it doesn't show everything. Like my, my monogram doesn't show everything. It shows my initials. The fact that it turns on its side, on its head is the same thing. That's a cute little detail, right? But it's not everything about me. Like one of the things that you do in branding, uh, just even for just clients is that you allow, you give them the guide to, uh, to, to sort of control their messaging. Mm -hmm. So like branding is also like how you present yourself on, social media and like how you present yourself in person, like what you do, what your actions are outside in the real world. Those are things that you can do to brand yourself better. And so take a step back after like you do a, a few of the things that you think are like important to you. Inspect that in a big picture sense, write down the things that sort of, uh, that uh, describe these things. Like when I did my own self brand, I'm like, okay, what do I like? I like twists on things. I like wordplay. I like uh, being an idiot in public um, and just like making a fool of myself and not caring yeah. <laughs> if I look like a like a, a jackass, you know, um, which is why I do the, the, the beginning of pitch up. Anyway, uh, so like I, I did that. I'm like, I like I have a sense of humor. I do that and whatever. And that sort of after a while, like you, after you write these things down, it's like, this is just me, right? Yeah. And so all you gotta do to, to, to brand yourself properly is just, just live, just do your thing, right? Mm -hmm. And so you do one thing, if you, if it pans out, like you were talking about your Instagram a while ago, like yeah. for 2M, yeah. like you're changing it up now, right? You're about to change it up. So is- Just the content. Yeah. Just the content? Well, yeah. I mean, still, that's still part of branding, sure. right? Like, is that, <clears throat> changing your identity as as uh, as an, a creative or as mm -hmm. a creative um endeavor no it's it's still you yeah. you're still putting it out there you're just curating it in a different way you're dressing it up in a different way for sure so like i didn't start wearing like floral sh shirts like this is part of my brand yes. this is like the 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 loud super like colorful shirts like yesterday i was wearing koi fish just for fun because I, I wanted to i fucking love it right like so like just lean in again to like what you like yeah. like it's not this is not great advice obviously but it's just like <laughs> just just be comfortable with who you are and if you don't think that that's like, no that's not even good advice because like thinking about like why you would hide aspects of yourself is just like sometimes it's strategic it is tricky. you know yeah you're right it is tricky right it really is difficult but mm -hmm. I'm understanding why you're hiding certain things and being okay with that maybe yeah maybe yeah right? but like there are some things where it's just like yeah. This is, you can do your best work when you're not hiding things from mm -hmm. people. Like you want to be seek, sought out because they like you and what you are and what you represent. Absolutely. Um, so yeah, I don't know. Like it's, yeah. it's hard. <laughs> it's, it's such a hard, it's hard, but I do like the fact that you brought up like all these things that you are, you do, mm -hmm. and then you take a step back and like trying to understand yeah. like how you describe those yeah. things and you know as you said like you know sense of humor yeah yeah like being cool with like you know putting yourself out there like flamboyantly mm -hmm. like bright colors you yeah know, yeah like, the fan yeah the fan <laughs> the and stupid just, fan yeah and just like being yeah. a complete goof yeah yeah and like there's that like in one if somebody would ask me like you know give me some three adjectives it's like fun like energetic mm -hmm. yeah and like but three adjectives but, but so of course it's, three, it's, yeah. it's a very difficult approach to it because yeah. You could always come up with more. Yeah. But 
um, I, I think like she, I always ask just like what um, what is this for? And she's just like you know I want to make sure that the things that we create for your brand yeah. speak those adjectives. You mm-hmm. know, like if you look at this as like this, like this is what um, it's mm-hmm. expressing. And yeah, like she's been pretty spot on with like the two M stuff in terms of like what well that's good. I've yeah. given her and like yeah, and I and that's something for sure that mm-hmm. is like. But of course, it's very difficult to exactly, put yeah. yourself in that box of three adjectives, mm-hmm. right? Because because you're multifaceted. And exactly. I think, in a way, obviously, like in social media, you you if you're using it as a marketing mm-hmm. thing too, is you figure out what of those facets are you going to present yeah. in your brand. Right. Right. Um, the thing about creativity, though, is that. People will take away whatever it is that they will take away. Mm-hmm. And as much as you can control some of the aspects of it, like you're like, this is, I want to be seen as sophisticated or whatever. But then they see your like color palette and not, not ex- using anyone as an example. Like they see your color palette and like, this is childish. Yeah. You know what I mean? So like as much as you, you have to also relinquish some of that control and be like, uh, you're there, this is going to be seen in other ways too. Right. They can, um, they can put their own perspective. They can put their own spin on it. Art is that way. Photography is that way. Like mm-hmm. you, you could take a picture of like a dancer, but like the focus uh, is, becomes like in after printing, it becomes like the thing that's in the background. Yeah. Like people are like, oh, distracted by the background yeah. and you didn't intend for that to happen. Mm-hmm. Um, so like for me, it's like, I, I know this is, this is like not great to, as, as an action, but like just taking a, a backseat to your sort of perception of who you think you are is sometimes healthy, yeah. you know, just trying to f- be like, uh, well, I can't control this. So mm-hmm. like, whatever, but like I can put this out there and, and hope that it does something, For but sure. sometimes it doesn't. And yeah, you just have to absolutely. be okay with that. Yeah. Yeah. It's always tough. Like, mm-hmm. you know, like being okay with where you're at now, I always like, you know, being authentic is always a big thing and it's really just a trendy thing mm-hmm. now, I feel. Yeah. Um, I mean, but, when you get older too, it's just like, I don't care. Yeah. yeah, yeah. <laughs> I, I turned 30. Yeah. I was just like, <laughs> I get, a, I get yeah. a lot of that from my friends of turn, turned 30, 31. Yeah. And they're like, you know, like, it's weird. Like I just stopped giving a shit. Yeah. It's like, so happened, weird. Right. I don't know. It just happened. And the, yeah. the quote that always comes is like, life starts at 30. Mm-hmm. And, it kind of and I'm like, well, I've only because, been 30 for like eight months and I'm yeah. just like, I don't just, I don't care anymore. Right. Because all those times, like from 20 to 30, Mm -hmm. there's some weird, like you care about something. Yeah. I I, uh, heard about this news story that like teenagers think that everyone's looking at them. Mm -hmm. Meanwhile, like I'll be on the bus and I'm not even looking at that teenager and like where, who's, by the way, whose foot is on like another person's seat. And that pisses me off. It's like, do you consider it? Like, God, this is a public space. This isn't your private car. Anyway, I'm about to wrap it up. (laughs) (laughs) Anyway, but yeah, no, it's like, I think in between like being a teenager and like figuring things out and figuring out that people don't actually look at you like they don't really care and making mm-hmm. a fool of yourself is fine because they'll f- probably forget about it unless you say something racist uh is <laughs> yeah. it's very hard to for pure people to forget exactly that, right? because like when you do stuff like that it's like people know that that's like that's part of you as an individual yeah. right like expressing yourself with clothes and like uh and doing something stupid on stage and like trying to uh, trying to say something funny that isn't offensive, that doesn't like, isn't directed towards the identity of an individual, right. is people generally forget about it and they're yeah. like, 
I officiated are, a yeah. wedding recently, no and way. I forgot to ask them to sit down. And <laughs> the whole thing was standing up. Well, no, almost. But the bride was like, just stand there, still standing. <laughs> and I'm like, it didn't register at first. I was just like, oh, oh. <laughs> and I was like, oh, crap. And I told him to sit down. But like, like, of course they're still standing. Yeah. It's and I, I think it was hilarious. Yeah. Like I messed up. And no, if I was still 20, yeah. I'd be like, Oh, I'm that'd be the only thing you think about the whole time yeah, for the rest yeah. of the, the ceremony. Exactly. And now I'm just like, ha, they were standing for four minutes. Anyway. That's funny. So yeah, after a while, you just like forget that yeah. things like that don't mm -hmm. matter. You know, I, you just realize things like that don't actually matter in the end. Yeah. Mm -hmm. yeah. No, that's very true. Mm -hmm. And we came from personal branding, which is, uh, I love it. Oh my God. You see, again, this is part of my brand is rambling. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> personal rambling yeah. uh it's tough yeah. it's it's not something like i'm building mine with like I mean, I'm getting it's gonna take you a while it's gonna take I unless like you've already take taken you a while, while. Yeah, okay yeah. yeah well it's like even just like my personal photography style mm -hmm. you know like i just like trying things out and like trying different things yeah. and it's like now to then use that as a marketing thing is like i don't know like People will like one way that I shoot things, but then I'm just starting to move away from that and like, mm -hmm. oh no, like. You know how rare it is to actually find yeah. someone that would hire you because of your own style? That's so rare. Cause like a lot of people, a lot of clients will come to you because they have something in mind already, mm -hmm. right? Um, the, the number of messages I get from people on Instagram being like, hey, could you copy this person's style? I'm just like, no, no. Yeah. are you kidding me no go home yeah. i'm not gonna do that for you like ask the person whose style it is that you like and go mm -hmm. for it so like people already have ideas of what they want to see from you yeah. and finding someone who's who just wants to see you is mm -hmm. so rare so like take the opportunity for sure to like practice on other things and like whatever yeah. and uh eventually you get to that point where someone will recognize your brand for yourself yeah, absolutely that's one thing like um, I've pushed Serena to do. She's also a food photographer. And I love that. That's great. Super cool. And uh -huh. like I'm always learning a lot of like food photography. Does she like, do like the things where she stacks things so that it looks like it's like above something and like she squirts this lettuce with water. And oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I love that. It's 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 super cool. Mm -hmm. Like like a lot, a lot of her motion shots are like prime. And, and it's like, you know, she, she reached out to like 200 brands and like tried mm -hmm. to like see like who would be interested in getting like free like, for products her. for, you know, like yeah. she, she would like. She would shoot here and like try to do it in her own style. And then you get a lot of like, you know, it's not bright enough. Mm -hmm. And it's like, it's a very, it's very different from their vision. It's, yeah. it's so hard it to is then like hard. Yeah. find a way to bring your own creative twist and see, be happy with, with your work mm -hmm. and for the clients to then like take it as like, you know, oh, and it's, it's, yeah, very, yeah. it's a very difficult thing. Like yeah. I'm very lucky that, well, first of all, because like I, I do know the, 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 the couple, Mm -hmm. and like they've seen my work and mm -hmm. like i've just been putting stuff out and they're like you know we really like the way that yeah. you do it and like yeah. we just want you to like direct us like let us know yeah. like we have this idea that we have in our mind and i think you'd be the best to do it like right. this moody style right and i'm like yeah like probably we can make do it, it work yeah. right yeah and to me that's now really coming to be more obvious like not everybody gets that opportunity mm -hmm. and for people then i can see why people sort of either like give into the trend mm. or like drop their own style that they like because it's mm. what's going to be more sustainable and, and it's tough to see that you know mm -hmm. it's like um I, the last guest she was here like a couple hours ago before you and mm -hmm. she was saying like when you're working for a client 
it's not yours. It's not yours. It's not yours Absolutely, anymore. So yeah. you do have to let go of something. Yeah. Relinquish the control. Find a way to fuel your own creative exactly. passion. Exactly. That's why it's so important to do personal projects. Mm -hmm. The things that are in my portfolio, the majority of them are personal projects. And that's how I ended up where I am. It's because I, I invested more, in, invested some time in discovering what I like to do without sort of, well, okay, this, this sounds bad. Like it's like, Invest in the time that you want to uh, invest the time to develop projects that you want to create mm -hmm. to show off your capability, but also know that you will have to relinquish control eventually. Absolutely. So what you put on your portfolio doesn't necessarily reflect reality. So yeah. Um, invest, yeah, do personal projects because that's mm -hmm. that's how I got there, and that's for sure. That's the advice I would could probably the most uh, con constructive advice is like do personal projects for sure. It's like so if somebody came up to you mm. and wanted and said like you know I love your work mm. and I even love the fact that you know like you're speaking at this spectacular thing mm -hmm. and one day I'd love to do that mm -hmm. like yeah what is the like what is the advice that you would give to that person? You I know? just go for it. Just ask. Just ask me. <laughs> just, <laughs> just like just email me, DM me, whatever. Like yeah. I mean. If people don't have time for you, and like I'm not talking about me in general, but like if you're gonna do that with other people besides me or whatever, and they're like they they're not responsive or whatever, forget about them. Just yeah. like go on and move move on with your life and find someone else that would like give mm -hmm. you the time of day because it's like everyone out there is probably doing something that is everyone's in their own journey. Like, oh god, I can't believe I said that. But like <laughs> It's true. Like people are doing their own thing. And sometimes like your path will cross with someone else's path and they're doing some, you're doing something that they want you to do and vice versa and whatever. Absolutely. But, um, yeah, if you want to get into something just, and it's, it's, or ask me to do something, just ask me. The thing is though, I cannot freelance right now. Right. So don't ask me right now, but, uh, is that like a, like a term thing? Yeah, yeah, I would say so. It's also a respect thing. You know mm -hmm. what I mean? Okay. Also, I'm, Again, I'm 30 and I'm tired of freelancing. So I can like, imagine it's exhausting. It's exhausting after a while. So like it this works for me. It won't work for like right. everyone else. But like for me, I like doing my my sort of graphic design stuff at my day job. Uh, and I do all the sort of things that are beyond my day job, like uh, Pachakcha and whatever afterwards, because that's sort of the energy I have for that mm -hmm. there. And like that's at that time, that's the mindset that I'm in. Like I for want sure. to like organize things for whatever. Yeah. Um, but yeah, no, it's uh, this is the the agreement that works for me in the best way. And like finding places that uh, allow you to do that and give you the same thing. Like mm -hmm. if you want to work four days a week, find a place that does that. Yeah. I mean, that's super easy to say. Right. Uh, but there are places that do that. Um, yeah. Even then just like asking, right? And so what you're saying is to yeah. just ask. Yeah. But not on the first interview, by the way, don't do that. It's like, um, I only want to work four days a week. Can I do that? It's like, you just sat down, sir. Yeah. <laughs> you don't, <laughs> yeah. Don't do that. Totally. But you know, uh, there you sort of go on the paths and like, see what happens. And if you get to a point where something is about to happen, just be like, um, so how about this? But anyway, to answer your question, if you want to do something with me involved in it, just like, I'll talk to me and I'll figure it out. And if not, I'll point you to someone else that can do it. You know what I mean? That's awesome. I mean, we're all here for something. Like, someone can do something for you somewhere. For sure. You know, I'm not, I'm not the only person in the world that yeah. can do this. There are other people. You're not necessarily... You are unique, but you're not that unique. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I mean? absolutely. Yeah. And that's why I think like the whole community thing is so mm. like key in my mind is like, you know, like 
exposing those avenues for other people as well because mm-hmm. there's lots of people there's out there lots. that you can ask oh. and like everybody's on a certain like point in their life mm-hmm. in that path mm-hmm. and i'm just at least what i'm trying to do is like expose those people mm-hmm. and like hey like hey you know they're doing what you want to do mm-hmm. i'm talking to them mm-hmm. you have any questions for them like or yeah. you know like they're literally telling you now yeah. Just go ask them. Yeah. And you literally like messaged me yeah. last, when was it? Like, like Friday? Friday. Yeah. yeah. And I was like, yeah, okay, sure. Let's yeah. do it. That's just, that's just <laughs> how I've gone all my guests so far. Right. Just, like straight up like DMing people. Yeah. And right? that's just, you just got to go for it. Except for know? Cal was just like literally block her before the exit. <laughs> and I was like, yo, wait before oh, Sometimes you, go. you got to do that. Yeah. Sometimes. But you know, totally. I mean, there's going to be people who are just like, yeah, let's do it, man. Let's go. Let's yeah. go for it. Yeah. And awesome. Yeah. Well, thanks so much, Justin. And, oh, um, a pleasure. One last yeah. thing is, mm-hmm. so where can we find, follow you, support you, and Pacharcha? Okay, so let's start with me. <laughs> as, yes. as you should. Uh, I'm on Instagram and Twitter at J-R-L-A-D-I-A, Ladia. Make sure you get the D, uh, because sometimes people, no, we're not going to go there. That's a bit much. Sometimes people think it's a B, and I uh, hate that. And if you spell that out, it's gross. Yeah, I get it. Yeah, okay, good. <laughs> I was like, I was trying to read your face, see if you got that. And I was like, oh, okay, he did. Okay, great. Thank you for telling me, because otherwise I would have gone into another. Anyway, okay. moving on. Uh, Pachakcha is much more present. Uh, that one you can follow on Facebook and Twitter at, or sorry, Twitter and Instagram at uh, PKN underscore Winnipeg. Um, the Facebook is Pachakcha Winnipeg and that's P-E-C-H-A-K-U-C-H-A Winnipeg. Uh, the website has all of the past talks. Well, the majority of the, the past talks recently, uh, you can go to pachakcha.org, P-E-C-H-A-K-U-C-H-A.org or .com because apparently they have both now. I don't know. I don't understand the internet. Um... Yeah, just uh, send us an email. We're, we're always looking for speakers and volunteers and stuff like that. Uh, Juan, if you want to speak, you can. Yeah, okay, good. Yeah, yeah, that's that's that I'm means so yes. In. I'm so okay, in. good. Because, like, oh, if you're a woman of color, please ask, please speak. Because, like, I, I really would like more people of color and uh, to uh, come into the spaces. Like, I re- read recently, I know this is off topic, but I read recently that. Uh, speaker series like talks and like TED talks and stuff like that dominated by white men no way so like and there's so little there's so few women of color that actually go up and do their things Uh, so if you are one of those people and identify as as queer or a person of color or a queer person of color uh, send us a DM or an email Um, we're always receptive to people volunteering to speak because like if you're brave enough to speak then I want you there (laughs) absolutely yeah you have the quality the bravery that you need so that's that's uh, where you can reach us. Uh, I think that's it. Social media is so big. Yes. I can't. When's the next that. event? When? Oh, that's a great idea. You should do marketing for it. <laughs> I mean, we'll we'll be posting. We'll talk. As we'll a, talk about as, it. Yeah. yeah. Uh, the next event is on September fifth uh, at the Park Theater. Um, following that, there's no, no oh my god, <laughs> November, <laughs> November, when is it? November something, it'll, yeah. it'll be up on the site, um, you'll find out when. Uh, oh, one other thing that I forgot to mention is that this currently is the ninth year uh, that we've been running Pachakcha. The tenth year is happening on February, so our anniversary Very nice. is coming up in February, along with TEDx Winnipeg, which will also be having its ten year anniversary. Apparently, we want to do something together where it's our both of our 10 year anniversaries and it's like we collaborate, but 
We'll see what happens. Maybe we'll do a two-day festival. I don't know. That don't so quote cool. me on that. Yeah. It's it's something we're thinking of things. We'll talk. We'll talk. We'll yeah. talk. We'll TED talk. We'll TED talk. Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. So yeah, those are that's everything. Is there anything else I'm forgetting that is that is probably super basic? Dates. Dates. Social media. Social, media. social media. Yeah. Website. Website. We don't have phone numbers anymore. anymore. Thank God. Can you imagine like a landline? <laughs> Hello, <laughs> cha cha. <laughs> Justin no, speaking. Yeah. Oh God, don't! <laughs> I wouldn't be able to handle it. I think that's it. And I mean, if anything we missed, you know, we'll, we'll pick it up, and we'll always push you guys' stuff yeah. out there for sure. Okay, great. Happy to see that happen and whatever. Is it pronounced Pachakacha? Can I, what's the next butchering? Let me yeah, tell you what yeah. it's about. It's, you can actually say it however you want, but the the way that uh, I'm supposed to say it as an organizer is the Japanese way of saying it, which is. Essentially three syllables, but you have a hard k yeah. to sort of have that u after it come, kind of come out. Mm. So it's uh, pe chak cha. Uh. So so the chak cha sort of comes naturally. Right. Um, and I should also be saying that properly because the last organizer, the guy who was doing an interim, is also Japanese. So I should be like, <laughs> oh, I should probably say this right, you know? That's awesome. Probably bring shame to the family name if I, you know, bring dishonor to my family if I. Very uh, nice. Yeah, Mulan joke. Very nice. Well, thanks so much for doing this. It was super fun and very yeah. insightful. Okay, good. Looking I'm forward glad. to collaborating and uh, promoting this community some more. Yeah, I'm excited. Yeah. I think so. It's going to be good. Sweet. Thanks. Thanks. If you like this episode, consider giving this a rating on iTunes and share it with your friends. Subscribe and get notified when the next episode drops. Send us a message and let us know what you think, and we'll see you in the next one. Bye!